on, everybody. You join with us. Let's raise our hallelujahs together today. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a
Well, good morning. It's good to be with you. My name is Jeff Fuller, pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, hopeforvermont.org. You can find us all over, and we just say welcome in. As we have our online uh, presentation, 6.30 Sunday mornings at 6.30 Eastern Time. And uh, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all over social media. The May prayer calendar is out and available. If you would like a copy of that email to you as a PDF, just email me, pastor at hopefulvermont.org, pastor at hope for for vermont spelled out, dot O-R-G. And as we read the, uh, the psalm today, the call to worship, we are looking at Psalm 121. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. Well, amen and amen. That was Psalm 121. As we continue, we certainly encourage you to use your mobile device to subscribe, like, share, comment, review uh, all things from the YouTube channel, Living Hope Wesleyan Church, or on the church Facebook page, which is the same as Twitter at Hope for Vermont. Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, it's at Living Hope Wesleyan, and we hope you can uh, subscribe, like, share, follow there. Again, my name is Jeff Fuller, pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for making the time to join us this Sunday morning. We also meet in person, 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Crossbrook Brook Middle School in Duxbury, Vermont, 05676. That's 9 a.m. Crossbrook Brook Middle School in Duxbury, Vermont, 05676. 05676. We'd love to have you join us there as well. We do have kids packs available. We're developing the children's ministry, the family ministry, as well as the music ministry. As you would like to get involved, use your gifts and talents to help lead us as the local church to be the body of Christ. We'd love to have you. Certainly contact me and let me know as well. Connection cards, we want to uh, keep you up to date on all the events that take place this summer here at Living Hope Wesleyan Church. You can text your best email, the email you check, the email that most likely my emails will not enter the spam inbox at uh, pastorhopefulvermont.org by uh, texting me your email address. You can text at 802-522-6530. Six And as we uh, continue the memory verse for this month, it's found in Acts, Acts 1.8. It's known as Acts of the Apostles, but you could say it's Acts of the Holy Spirit. Here's the memory verse, Acts 1.8. This is from the New Living Translation. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, Jesus speaking, telling about Jesus everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So Acts 1-8 is the memory verse this month, and it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Amen and amen, known as the Great Commission as well. 
uh, as we look at uh, this morning, we just look at those uh, needs that we have, the prayer requests that we bring to Jesus, the concerns that uh, we all share, and it is good that we can bear one another's burdens. We are fortunate that not only can we be vulnerable with each other, but we can also hold each other accountable. We can say, I'm struggling with my personal spiritual life. I'm struggling praying with or for my family. I'm pray- I'm struggling with asking for forgiveness by uh, showing empathy or whatever the case may be. There are so many needs represented. Robert Graham uh, has surgery, and uh, we just want to pray for him as he still battles cancer. We're so blessed and excited to share that last week was Heather Eros's final uh, treatment, and we are just blessed by that fact. There are so many uh, in need. There are so many that uh, we know there's so many that um, we cannot get to, but God can. And he uses Christians to be the answer to people's prayers. So if God would ask you, respond in obedience to him, to be his hands and feet, to share his love in real ways and practical ways, to meet, to speak, to breathe words of prayer of life to individuals. And so with that, we pray. Jesus, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you care about us. We thank you that you are with us. You are with us whether we are online at 6.30 a.m. Sunday mornings, Eastern Standard Time. You are with us whether we gather together at 9 a.m. Sunday mornings at Cross at Brook Middle School. You are with us whether it's a life group, whether it's small group, whether it's prayer meeting, whether it's a men's gathering, whether it's a youth event. We thank you that you are always with us, that you care about what we are dealing with, what we are going through, and you desire us not to try to handle it on our own, to be tough enough, strong enough, or good enough, but simply to rest in you, to declare how much we need you, that we are weak, that we do not see the end in sight, but we believe that you care about everything that we are dealing with, that we're going through, so we ask for your help. Father, I just think of my sister-in-law, Jen, right now, that you would just touch her body, that you would just prepare the surgeons just to be able to find every bit of the cancer to remove it all. We pray for healing. We pray for those in need. We lift up Robert Graham. We lift up those that have lost loved ones. Be their comfort, their strength, their hope, their joy in this new normal. And Father, we just thank you that you care about us that you are not too busy with the events of the world, but you care about each situation we are facing, that we're dealing with, that we are struggling through. We thank you that you provide a way. May we hear your voice. May we listen to your spirit. May we respond to obedience as we read your word. Father, we just thank you for loving us so much. We thank you for caring about us, for not seeing our sin, but seeing us hidden with you in God. So, Jesus, may we remain there, abide there, find rest in you. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I know that's a uh, a similar prayer each week, but that's my heart. That's my desire. That's my conviction, what I'm learning, trying to become, trying to do, not perform, but to be hidden with Christ in God and find contentment there. 
Uh, we do thank you for your continued uh, generosity and giving through tithes and offerings, through uh, online giving. Be generous at the hopeforvermont.org tab. So the hopeforvermont.org, click the Be Generous tab. You can give online there. People do give in person, whether at the chapel during a life group or whether um, as we meet at Crossbrook Middle School, certainly you can mail checks to the chapel campus. 5793 Waterbury Stowe Road, 5793 Waterbury Stowe Road, Waterbury Center, Vermont, 05677. We're so fortunate to uh, not only meet budget, but last year we surpassed budget. And this year we are on target as uh, we just look um, to complete this church calendar year and move on to a new church calendar year. The Westland denomination, the Northeast District, we go from uh, May to April, May to April. So we are uh, just completed the last church calendar year and look forward to this new year. Just pray for us on the LAC Local Advisory Council as we look to uh, intercede and see what God would have and then we would just be um, used of him to make decisions, not to make everybody happy, but just to go after Jesus and we just pray for others to uh, lead with us, to be co-laborers in the harvest, to pray for the God of the harvest to send more laborers here because the harvest is ripe, is uh, you that grew up in church understand that phraseology. As we continue, we just thank you so much for uh, being a part of Living Hope Wesleyan Church, of joining us online, of gathering together in person, of making yourself available, vulnerable, and accountable just to grow as believers. There are those that certainly need hope, and let us as the church be the hope that God God desires. Well, last week we got to celebrate with uh, Kenny and Kellen. You can see Clara in the background in that picture as I'm dedicating uh, Kieran to the Lord, Kieran Oliver White. We got to uh, pray for and dedicate him. We pray for Kenny and Kellen continually that they would just raise uh, Clara and Kieran, that he would understand the scriptures, that he would respond to the voice of God. And this was a baby dedication, not a baby baptism. What's the difference? Well, briefly, a dedication is we as parents, we as the local church, we as the Christian community, dedicate Kieran to the Lord, that we are going to pray and intercede and provide to live the example that he might know Jesus and make that decision for him. Himself. A baptism is one that would say, like, I profess myself to follow Jesus. And so we would say that we, uh, we desire more dedications. And then as you come of age, you would be, be baptized. And we would love for you to be baptized. If you would like to be baptized this summer, just contact me and let, let us know. We would love to have that available as well. Following uh, church last week, as the end of spring break came, we were able to write on the sidewalk some sidewalk chalk sayings. Have a beautiful day. Be brave. Welcome back. Teachers are amazing. Summer is coming soon, and you are beautiful. Thank you for everyone that took part in that. We just wanted to encourage the school. I did get one email from the school that said that uh, people were very encouraged by those um, sayings, so thank you for making the time to write those write those out. 
as we continue this morning, we do say uh, Mother's Day is next week. So hello, May. Happy Mother's Day. Prepare for Mom Day next week. And uh, we just want to remind you, give you a little heads up as I needed a reminder and need to uh, get on that for uh, my wife, my uh, mom, and uh, the church. So happy Mother's Day. May is here. And uh, we just um, look forward to gathering together, meeting with you, and being a part of the family of God through the local Church of Living Hope Wesleyan. But as we continue for the sermon this morning, Luke 24, 49, I want us to look at this verse as we concluded last week. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. So Jesus speaking, before he ascended, before he left this earth to sit at the right hand of the Father, Jesus speaking, now I will send you the Holy Spirit. Then in verse 50, then Jesus led them to Bethany and lifting his hands to heaven. He blessed them while he was blessing them. He left them and was taken up to heaven while he was blessing them. He left them. He left them and it was kind of now what? Uh, He left them. He gave us instructions. But now what? What now? Not again. Jesus, where'd you go? We just got used to you being with us. You have just returned. Now what? You've given us a promise. You've given us instructions. But Jesus, where'd you go? Why are you away from us? I don't understand. This is what I would read into it. This is how I probably would have been affected. This is when uh, people have moved, when they've left the church, when things have happened. We just wonder, now what? Not again. We have to go through all of this again. But they were reminded of Jesus' instructions in Matthew 28, 16 through 17. It's the same story. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Verse 17, when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Now what? But some doubted. Now what? We doubted when we saw you after the resurrection. Now you left. Now what's going to happen? Some doubted being with Jesus, seeing Jesus in the flesh after his death and burial and resurrection. Now what? Jesus had left. Mark 16, 19. It talks similar story. The Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, tells the story of Jesus gathering together with them, but then leaving. Mark 16, 19. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. Jesus was taken away. Uh, there's a there's a uh, quote, uh, where'd he go? Where'd he go? That's from uh, the movie Top Gun. I don't know if uh, you remember it. I don't even know if it's the right context, but I just remember, where'd he go? Where'd who go? Sometimes we wonder, like, Jesus was here, but he's gone, and we're speaking to a society, a culture, a people, a friend, a relative, that they're like, who Who are you talking about? Where'd he go? What? What is this... Uh, this thing that you speak of. As I discussed in the in-person last week, and we were trying to determine how many days was it since, or from the ascension into the giving of the Holy Spirit. How many days? It was 10 days. 10 days that they had to live without the Holy Spirit. 10 days they had to live without Jesus with them. 10 days that they had to go through the what if. 
But that might be for us that have not been able to experience who Jesus is, who he was, who he will forever be the same yesterday, today, and forever, that we have the great confidence in him that because he resurrected, he rose again on the third day. It does not matter if it's 10 days that Jesus is not with us on earth. The mission, the passion, the fire that God has given to us, we can know, we can wait with great anticipation that his command is true, that his spirit is with us. They had to wait 10 days for the Holy Spirit to come. But we know that he is with us now. When the cat's away, the mice will play. No, not when you've been changed by Jesus. Not when you know that God has done a work in you, Romans 12, 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. This is truly the way to worship him. In the New International Version, it says, I urge you in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifice sacrifices because you've been able to meet Jesus, because you've been able to receive his forgiveness, because he's brought healing and freedom into your life off your bodies as a living sacrifice. It goes on in verse two, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. In the New International Version, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We don't just need to see Jesus like doubting Thomas, like honest Thomas, who Thomas still, I listened this week, it was funny, doubting Thomas, like, I'm not going to see until I believe, but who do he meet with again? The disciples, the followers of Jesus, he continued to meet with them just because by chance, by opportunity, Jesus might show up again. And it wasn't he disbelieved. He just wanted to see for himself. And now that we have seen, now that we have tasted that he is good, we can hunger and thirst after righteousness. We can renew our minds. We can gather together to know that he is good, that he is with us. Because, Romans 12, 3. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Think of yourself with sober judgment, the NIV says. Think of yourself with sober judgment. This isn't because, wow, we got to experience something. Wow, look at us. We were chosen. Wow, this is such a great opportunity for us. This is, oh my goodness, look what God has done for me. And because he's done great things, he's given us this message. He's giving us this desire that we could become like him these were his instructions before he left, before the 10 days began. When we were without the Holy Spirit, when we were without Jesus on earth, he said, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This were his instructions before he left. Go and make disciples as you go, as you live, as you walk, as you're on the golf cart, as you're uh, going down the street, as you are going. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The who? Well, in 10 days, you will know this who. You will 
and know the why the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That is the Great Commission. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the instructions that Jesus told his disciples. And in Mark 16, 20, an account from John Mark, who got his information from uh, Peter. And the disciples went everywhere and preached. The disciples went everywhere and preached. And the Lord worked through them, confirming what they had said by many miraculous signs. This is what Jesus told them to do. When Jesus left, they were obedient. They did not think the cats away, the mice will play. They did not question and wonder. I just want to see Jesus. They knew because they had heard, they had experienced the reality of who Jesus was, the mission that he had given them. So they went. The disciples went. Are we going. Luke 24, 48 through 53. You are my witnesses. You are my witnesses of all of these things. And now, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven, fills you with power from heaven. Verse 50 from Luke 24, but then Jesus led them to Bethany, and lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. So they worshipped him, and then returned to Jerusalem, filled with great joy. They worshipped him, filled with great joy. And they spent all of their time in the temple praising God. They were praising God because they knew the mission. They knew what they had been equipped for. They knew the calling on their lives. They knew the fulfillment of prophecy had happened, that the Messiah had come, that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, had spent the time with them to declare their mission, that they were not just to wait now for what if, but they were to wait now for the power, the authority that was going to give them the truth, the participants. Well, they were given the truth, but the power that they could share the truth with others by the wooing of the Holy Spirit. So we look now at Acts, Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, the Father is going to send you a gift. Wait for the gift. Wait for the gift. Jesus baptized with water, but in John, sorry, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Just in 10 days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has a time come for you to free Israel and restore your kingdom? This is from the New International Version. Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? They still missed it after the resurrection. They thought, are we going to be kings and princes? Are we going to have a dominion and authority over this world that we could command and make laws Jesus replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. This isn't even what we're talking about. We're talking about Jesus, the God's return to earth, the second coming, the second coming, which you could say the third, because he came back from the dead. That was uh, two, because he came to earth, came back from the dead, then the return. But this is what 
Jesus says in Acts 1-8, the memory verse for this month. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, my participants, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This power does not equal rule. This power does not equal rule. It does not mean you are going to be in charge. This is the authority, the confidence, the strength that we get from knowing who Jesus is, who he was, who he is, where he, who he will forever be. This This is the power. After saying this in verse 9, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him. Let me back up. When it says to the ends of the earth, that's like saying in Duxbury in New England in the Northeast and to the ends of the earth. This is where God wants us to receive his power and to make him known. Where you live, where you work, where you go, where you hope to go. Where you live, where you work, where you go, where you maybe have no desire to go, but desire that all might know him because Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever wherever would know him, that no one would perish, but that everyone would come to know who Jesus is. But they strained. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. They were straining to see him as he was ascending into heaven. They just wanted to catch one more glimpse. Jesus had already told them the mission. Jesus had already declared that they were prepared. Jesus already said that the power was going to be there. They strained for one more glimpse of Jesus. They strained that one more time it would be the same as normal. It would be the same as usual. It would be what they were comfortable with, what they had grown to like what they were accustomed to it was that they could walk with Jesus in the flesh and see him they could hear him they could feel him they were so excited because he had returned from the dead the grave he had been risen he rose again they were so excited to have things back to normal that when things changed again they did not what know what to do so they strained to see him when two white-robed men suddenly stood among them and said men of galilee why are you standing here staring into the heavens jesus has been taken from you into heaven but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go and he will return wondering can you say well done can you say well done good and faithful servant why are you standing here staring why are we sitting here listening Why are we stuck watching? Why are we just wondering when are things going to go back to normal? When is that person going to return to the live in-person worship gathering? When is that person going to come back to our small group? When is that person going to, when we should be saying and seeing that God has called us to be on mission. God wants us to go and make disciples. God wants us to receive his power. We don't have to wait 10 days. The 10 days have already passed. The Holy Spirit is with us. God has given us the confidence that we can go after him that we can love the him and not only do we go after him but we go after others because of him we have his power his presence living and abiding and residing in us especially as reside as we reside in him that we can go out with great intensity but empathy to see 
the lost saved, to see those that are injured healed, to see those that are broken restored, to see those that are in bondage freed. We can know that God is for us, and because he is for us, he is for them, and we can be for one another. We don't have to look and stare and think back, oh, if it was before the pandemic, if it was before that tragedy happened, if it was before, we could just say, Jesus is with us now and he has prepared us and he has told us he has called us he has given us instructions he's prepared the way take that next step of obediently following him moving forward we don't move on we move forward we remember those that we've lost why are you standing here staring when he's called us to be on mission for him why are you standing here staring why are you just sitting and watching? Why are you just desiring things of the past? Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority on heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always even to the end of the age. The command to love one another, to love Jesus as he has loved us with all of our strength, with all of our being, with all of our thought, with all of our might, that we would be transformed into his likeness, to make his thoughts our thoughts, to make his ways our ways, that we would know him and make him known. This is a calling of Jesus to us, and I believe I needed to declare it in this month of May to Living Hope Wesleyan Church that we would know him and make him known. Stop staring off in the distance, longing for the days of old, but know that he's given us this command that we would love one another as he has loved us. And in his love, we can go as we go. We can make disciples and teach them to know his freedom, his healing, and his salvation. So, Jesus, we thank you for not just leaving us to wonder, where did you go? What are we supposed to do? Is this our time to not take you seriously? But you've given us a mission. You've given us a calling. You've given us a purpose. May we walk each day in obedience with you to make the most of every opportunity to point and direct people to you that they might know your salvation, your forgiveness, your healing, your freedom, your help, your comfort, your peace, your joy. So, Father, we pray for us. We pray for this local church, this congregation, that we might know your forgiveness and the fact that you are with us, that we would hear your Holy Spirit, that we would respond courageously wherever you speak to us. And, Father, for those that you would love us to reach, may we obediently love them as you have first loved us. We say thank you, Jesus. We say, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.